Yo, what is up, everybody? This is Danny from Shut Up and Listen. I know it's weird. I'm doing a recording on a Monday, but I need to do a rant. And I'm going to be doing this from time to time. I'm not going to be doing, you know, these every week or so, but I feel like this one needs my attention. And I'm going to talk about Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I'm not an Eagles fan, so all. Everything I'm going to talk about is non-biased because I'm not, I'm not an Eagles fan. I just happen to live in an area where we're considered the Philly sports market, so I get to watch the Eagles games every week. I'm a New York guy. As many of you guys know from listening to uh, Shut Up and Listen, I'm a very big New York uh, sports fan and parts of Miami as well. But one thing I want to talk about is Carson Wentz. Now, a lot of... A lot of people think that Carson Wentz is the problem in Philadelphia. And then you have the other side that thinks Carson Wentz is not the problem. And I've talked to both sides, and both sides make great points. But the side that I'm on is it's not Carson Wentz's fault. And there's a lot of reasons why I don't think it's Carson Wentz's fault. First, let's start off with the obvious uh, reasoning. The guy has no offensive line. You have no offensive line. You have no time to throw the ball. You're going to get hit. He's been sacked 40 times. 40. 4-0. You're not going to win a lot of games if you get sacked 40 times. Look at the Houston Texans before they got Larry Tunsil. They didn't win anything with Deshaun Watson getting sacked a thousand times. Nothing happened. Once you get Larry Tunsil in there as a left, left tackle blindside blocker for Deshaun Watson, they started winning games and they got into the playoffs. They don't have that. Carson does not have that. He has no Lane Johnson. He has no Brandon Brooks, so the whole right side's gone. Isaac Ciamalo, a left guard, not bad. Jason Peters, they put him at left tackle a few times. He has been destroyed. He has been embarrassed. Like it's time to retire. Then they, they had Andre Dillard, went down, season-ending injury. It's a shame. It's a rookie. It's a young guy. Just It didn't work out. Jason Kelsey, the heart and soul of that team, the middle guy, the center, I know he's playing hurt. I can see it. The guy is just a warrior. All love and respect to Jason Kelsey. He's a tremendous player. Then we're going to shift over to the receiving core. Wentz has nobody. He has a washed-up Alshon Jeffrey. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside was a bust. He has a rookie, Jalen Rieger, who's still developing. I think Jalen Rieger is going to be a very talented receiver. Very good deep threat guy. You have Greg Ward, good slot guy. He's not a number one. You're not going to rely on Greg Ward to win your games. You, have, you still have Deshaun Jackson, who's injured. He's getting older, so it's not like you know Deshaun's not the, the guy anymore like he once was. It's unfortunate. I love Deshaun Jackson. He's one of my favorite players. And then you have Zach Ertz, who's been in and out with injuries. He kind of he said it in a way where he intends to not re-sign in Philadelphia. He didn't like the way they handled the contract situation, so he's probably on his way out. And then you have Dallas Goddard, very decent tight end, but he's not as good as Zach Ertz. The running game is not a problem. Miles Sanders is one of the best running backs in the league. Even in terms of yards per carry, I think he leads the league, or he's top five, but he's definitely there. Please feel free to fact-check me. These rants are all about, you know, you guys commenting. We have spirited debates. Nothing disrespectful. Any disrespectful comments to an individual during debates or even talks to will get you blocked and removed, and you will never be able to chime in on our conversations with Shut Up and Listen. It's a, it's a strong rule. I abide by it. We have fun. We treat each other with respect, and we have great conversations like I had the past few, probably the last over 24 hours, I should say.
with Eagles fans and um, other uh, fans who watch Eagles games. But so I got to the players. I'm gonna get to the coaching staff. And I'm going to get to the front office. But I think I should start in the front office because I think this is where they also failed Carson Wentz. The Eagles are going to be very over the cap room. Like, I think, like, over 60 to $70 million in the cap room. Once again, if I'm wrong, please fact check me. Um, I'm basing it off of memory what I would hear on talk shows. Um, but anyway, they have such a bad cap space and to people who don't kind of get cap space in a way in layman's terms they owe money to the nfl if you want to make it like that they're so over the cap they're going to have to pay a luxury tax or something like they are 65 to 70 million dollars over the cap i think that's what i read that's not good because now not only can you you can't re-sign star guys really you're going to have to ask people to restructure. They may not be willing to restructure. You're not going to be able to bring in key free agents to maybe help add to the team. And this all goes to uh, GM Harry Roseman. Harry Roseman has done, a, has done a horrendous job of cap management and draft. Their last few draft classes have been very underwhelming. They have not added too much youth around Carson Wentz. Harry Roseman has been very quiet in the trade market, aside from getting Darius Slay, who's one of the best corners in the league. You know, you haven't really done a good job helping build around your quarterback. That's what this, that's what most NFL teams do. You build around your quarterback. You have a successful quarterback, you're going to be a successful team. You know, it's 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 basic. And they've done a terrible job with that. There's some cap figures. There's a lot of people that make a lot of money that maybe you're going to need to restructure or you're going to have to trade them. So... I'm going to read off these guys' salaries. I'm going to read off the double-digit guys. Carson Wentz, he is responsible for about 17.5% of the cap. He has a cap hit of $34 million. Let's go to Fletcher Cox. Great player. Expect him to be here long-term. $23.8 million cap hit. The third one, Alshon Jeffrey, an $18.4 million cap hit. He has barely touched the field this year, and he has been ineffective. Brandon Graham, fan, fan favorite, $17.9 million. Wayne Johnson, $17.8 million. Darius Slay, $15.7 million. Javon Hargrave, $15.2 million. Brandon Brooks, $14.5 million. Malik Jackson, $13.6 million. Zach Ertz, he's on the last year of his deal, but this one really hit as a, as a cap hit, really. 12.4 mil. Deshaun Jackson, 10.9 mil. And Derek Barnett, 10 mil. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to be throwing around to guys who, you know, there's a, there's a few guys here that are probably not even worth it anymore. Alshon, obviously. Um, Brandon Graham's a fan favorite, but like that, that contract needs to be fixed. You know, there's ways that this team could fix the salary issue. You need to get rid of Alshon. Trade or cut him. It's very simple. You know, it's, <laughs> you know he, he's not worth it anymore. You need to either trade or cut Malik Jackson. Another guy. Past his prime. He's old. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not good. You would need to probably ask Lane Johnson to restructure. 
you're probably going to have to ask Carson Wentz to restructure because, you know, obviously Carson, it's, you know, he's worth the most. So you're going to have to ask him. Um, Trey Barnett, you know, the trade Derek Barnett. I think Marquise Goodwin should get out of there. I didn't mention Marquise Goodwin, but he's worth $4.4 million worth he's like cap space. I think saving that $4 million is that could chop you guys down. Um, Deshaun Jackson, I think it's time for him to go over. And you would need to get Brandon Brooks to restructure. If the Eagles do all that, they will be back under the cap, but not by a lot. They'll be back under the cap. But, like, once again, that's where the GM has failed Carson Wentz. I'm going to get to the coaching staff now. Doug Peterson. Whew, this rant's crazy. <laughs> Doug Peterson has two plays, and they call him every time. And even me as an Eagles fan. No, I'm not as an Eagles fan, I'm sorry. I get annoyed by it. It's two play calls. Stretch run. Or Carson Wentz rolls out and see what he can do. It's two plays. That's it. And it's so easy to read. It really is. And yesterday, what infuriated me the most was the Packers have one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. You have Miles Sanders, who has eye details, one of the best in the league, uh, leads the league in yards per carry. He only touched the ball five times. Five. They called Jordan Howard, who has barely touched the ball this year. He got cut by Miami. He was on the Eagles practice squad. You call him up and get touches? Like, it doesn't work like that. There was no point to re basically effectively remove Miles Sanders from your plays. There was no need for that. When you face the Packers, you run the ball. They can't stop the run. Dalvin Cook destroyed a record of his own. He ran for, like, I think over 250 yards. Like, you... Like it's well documented that they can't stop the run. And you mix in some RPO with Carson Wentz, who can also run? Guaranteed Philly wins that game. Guaranteed. But no. Everyone wants to play in Carson Wentz. Five of Carson Wentz's interceptions have come because he was under pressure. That's five. The nine have either been clean pocket or I think a few were like deflected off a receiver. Receivers ran the wrong route. Like you have to go really in-depth in the game. He's not turned the ball over because he's not properly rated defenses. The one against Cleveland was terrible where he just floated up there on a screen and the, I think it was a linebacker, read it superbly and picked it off in return for a pick six. I'm not saying all of his interceptions are at another person's fault, but like cut the man some slack. Russell Wilson has a lot of interceptions, but we're not talking about that, are we? Like, there's there's a, there's a little bit of hypocrisy. But once again, the play calling yesterday was abysmal, and at the end of the day, they quote-unquote bench Carson Wentz, bring in Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts throws a touchdown, and then the defense gets a three and out, I believe, and then Jalen Rager returns a punt for a touchdown. All of a sudden, you have a six-point game. And then you bring in Jalen Hurts and nothing else happens. And he actually ends up throwing a pick to seal the game for the Green Bay Packers. I heard a few arguments saying, well, Jalen Hurts threw a touchdown with the same group of players that Carson Wentz has. Congratulations. Every quarterback throws a touchdown every once in a while. The Packers were up by like three scores at that point. The defense just took the toe of the pedal. If that's the second quarter and Jalen Hurts floats the ball by that in the end zone, someone's picking that off. I 
promise you someone's picking that off. You know, the Packers thought they had the game in hand and, and it turned to a one-possession game. That touchdown, by the way, did not keep the Eagles, did not propel the Eagles close in the game. You were still down like two possessions. Jalen Rager was the reason why you guys got close because he returned the punt for a touchdown. He's the reason why, not Jalen Hurts. And this is not a hate on Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is a fantastic quarterback. He's a winner. It was proven in college. He's going to be a good player. In fact, in some in some mock drafts, I saw that teams were going to trade for the Chiefs' 32nd pick where they took Clyde edwards Hilaire and they were going to take Jalen Hurts with that 32nd pick. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback, but I stand by my word. Wentz is your guy. And I know the injuries, the torn ACL, the back injury, you know, it, it, you know, it takes a toll on your body, but I don't think he's the problem. And if he is the problem, he's probably at the bottom of the list for me. Why isn't anyone talking about the defense? That defense gave up a 77-yard uh, touchdown to Aaron Jones that sealed the game. The Eagles were down by six. And Aaron Jones runs a 77-yard touchdown to the house. But we're not blaming the defense. We're still blaming Carson Wentz. I don't understand that. You put Carson Wentz in another offense, like San Francisco. And I had a conversation with my friend um, Isaiah Richmond. You can catch him and my other bro, David Bridges, in the Zone podcast on all streaming platforms. Isaiah's a big 49ers fan. And I asked him, does Wentz fit 49ers? Would, would you succeed in the 49ers? He said, yes. He said, one which is 100% true. He's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. And two, their offense is very balanced and it's quarterback friendly. And he's absolutely right. They were in the Super Bowl last year with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback and a very elite defense. It's not Carson Wentz. It's the play calling. It's the coaching staff. It is all that. They have failed this man. And now they're blaming him. For these losses. Not his fault. Do you guys remember the Baltimore Ravens game? He put the team on his back. Jake Elliott doesn't miss that extra point. The Eagles probably beat the Ravens. But people tend to forget what Wentz can do. Rather than, oh, he made that mistake. You're going to engrave that in the back of your head. Wentz is not the problem. He's not. I think I've detailed enough. And if you see one succeed in a team like San Francisco, you know, just remember what you had. Carson Wentz is not the problem. And just because Jalen Hurts threw one touchdown does not mean he's going to be the savior that the Eagles are looking for. He's not. It's really not fair to blame someone who's not at fault. And, you know, I'll read out a lot of, you know, me and Isaiah's conversation, you know, and he makes a lot of great points. You know, Wentz has slightly regressed. You know, I'm not, he's a regressed lot. He has regressed. There's no denying that. But you're not helping bring back the, you know, the rise of Wentz. You're not helping. You know, there's lack of talent. There's a lot of injuries. You know. You know, he did have that one good year before he got hurt. He was uh, he was probably going to win the MVP. But, you know, I don't think he's at fault. You know, there's a lot of circumstances that have failed this man. 
you know, it, it's not solely on Carson Wentz. It's really not. There's a lot to go around. Doug Peterson, quote-unquote, has reached his breaking point. Then why are you still here? Resign. If you're at your breaking point and you can't handle the pressure of being an NFL head coach, resign. Quit. Let Deuce Staley run the let Deuce Staley be the head coach. Or give it give it to Jim Schwartz and then tell Jim Schwartz to kick rocks at the end of the year. Very simple stuff. It's not Wentz's fault. Rant over.